Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome to the Padres Postgame Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of the game with highlights, player interviews, and we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Jay Stingler, plus an update on the scores from around baseball, final comments from the radio booth, and of course, your phone calls. You can call us at 833-288-0973. Catch it all here on the Padres Radio Network. Well, I've been sitting here thinking about what to say and how to be rosy and cheery about everything that's going on with the Padres, but I don't think I can after watching that game. Um, I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres post game show on 97.3 The Fan. Padres lose to the Mets 4-1, to and Marcus Stroman gets the win. Joe Musgrove gets the loss, as we talked to Bob Scanlon in the pregame show. It's got to be a little frustrating for someone like Joe Musgrove, who has put up numbers and all all year long, put up good numbers, and he just cannot seem to get any run support. He cannot seem to get any sort of uh, break going his way outside of the no-hitter that he threw earlier in this year. We'll always love the no-hitter. Well, that'll never be taken away, but... He's got to feel frustrated. He really does. And and Fernando Tatis Jr. home run in the seventh inning was the only sign of life for the Padres today. It seems like it was just yesterday the Padres were living and breathing a nine-game win streak, and they were living and breathing a 10, 11, 12-game home win streak. But now the Padres have lost 10 of their last 13 games, and things have gone the complete opposite way. If you've watched Stranger Things, that show or the show on Netflix, the Padres seem to be in the upside down right now. The opposite of the success they had just a few weeks ago is happening. They aren't getting the balls and strike calls they were seeing. The bounces are going the other way. Just mostly anything you can think of that went right is now going wrong for the Padres. And I I have to say, and I have been holding this back, This I've been holding this thought back for a little while, but I think it has to be said. I'm sure these guys care that they are losing. I don't have any doubt about that. They all want to win. They all have one common goal, and that's winning the World Series. It just does not seem like there is any urgency out there with the Padres team. Are the Padres facing great pitching? Yes, they are. Are the opponents of the Padres facing great pitching? Yes, they are. But the other team seems to be, at least in this last little streak here, of losing 10 of their last 13 games, the other team seems to be able to find a way to break through and seems to be able to find a way to win the game. And again, I'm not saying that the Padres players don't care. I know that they care. I'm aware that they care. That is not my question here. It's the it's the lack of urgency. And I know we could go into the whole, there's still a lot of season left, which there there is a lot of season left. 
But when is that? I was almost going to say an excuse because it kind of is an excuse. When is that going to be? When when is that excuse not going to cut it anymore? Because it's coming to that point. It's June twelfth today, and the Padres are thirty-seven and twenty-nine. That is great. I'm not coming on here to say that it's the end of the world because it's not. It's not the end of the world. There's still, like I just said, a lot of season to go. But at the same time, I don't feel like they're. I don't feel like they're they're getting anything out of these losses. It just seems like they're going up to the plate. Whatever the result is, whatever they walk back to the the dugout, and it's just whatever. Like the the overall theme, the overall body language to me right now for the team is whatever. And I I don't know if I'm overreacting to that. I don't know if uh, other people are feeling that out there. You can tweet me at Matt Scraby if you want to say what you're thinking out there. You can call us eight three three two eight eight zero nine seven three. But for right now. It just seems like there is zero urgency on the Padres side, and it, the the Mets have played ten less games. Are they rested? Yes, they're rested. That's no excuse though, because the Padres were the best team in baseball here uh, maybe two weeks ago. They had the best record in all of baseball two weeks ago, and I know that baseball goes. It can go from the highest of highs to the lowest of lows, just like that, like a snap of the finger. But when you're losing a lot. And when you're losing multiple games in a row, I I personally want to see someone care as much as I do. And I it's not so much as I guess care is the wrong word because I said that I know the players care and I fully believe that. But to me, when I see these games and when I see that it's just strikeouts, it's just pop outs, it's just uh, you know, just these these simple things that just aren't being uh that the Padres just aren't looking like they're alive doing and that's all i'm trying to say here i'm not trying to rain on all this nice weather here in san diego but when you lose 10 of the last 13 games you just can't look you can't try to find the rosy and cheery of every single padres game and uh i couldn't today i couldn't today and i finally wanted to get that off of my chest so if anybody else is feeling that way out there please give me a tweet at Matt Scraby or at 973thefansd, or you can give us a call at 833-288-0973. Again, I'm Matt Scraby. The Mets, they beat the Padres 4-1. to Joe Musgrove moves, uh, moves to 4-6 and six on the year. Marcus Stroman moves to 6-4 and four on the year. And Edwin Diaz gets his 12th save of the season. Coming up here on the Padres postgame show, we're going to go through some of the highlights uh, in the next segment. We're also going to hear from Jace Tingler. We'll probably hear from a player. We'll talk to Coach John Katera about what he thought of the game. And we'll go through some of the uh, scores around baseball. So when we get back, we'll, we'll go over the highlights. We'll hear from Jace Tingler. But for right now, the Padres, they are... As the buzzword happy society that we are, the Padres are scuffling and they lose to the Mets 4 to 1 here on this nice Saturday in San Diego. We'll be right back in 3 minutes uh, and we'll go through those highlights. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 973 the Fan. This is Tony Gwynn Jr. from Gwynn and Chris. You're listening to the Padres Post Game Show on 973 the Fan. Matt Scraby back with you here in the Home Loan Arrangers studio on 97.3 The Fan Padres postgame show. And um, I'm getting a few tweets in here right now, so let's uh, quickly go through some of these before we get to the highlights and before we hear from Jay Stingler. From Michael Grady on Twitter, he uh, he says, Not a playoff team unless they replace Meyer and Myers and Hosmer with better bats. 
Sorry, Michael, that is not the answer either. Because Eric Hosmer, he he's struggling right now. But give Eric Hosmer a little bit of a break. He was the guy who was carrying the team at the beginning of the year when no one could hit with runners in scoring position. Uh, Will Myers, you can't take his bat out of his hand either. Will Myers is is the guy getting the hits yesterday against Jacob DeGrom. He's the guy who's out there uh, every day in and day out. And I don't think the answer is to replace Myers and Hosmer with better bats. I don't think that's the answer. Uh, another one from Carter. The opposite of love is not hate. If you hate something, you still have feelings for it. As a 50-year Padre fan, I'm happy to see all the caring for this team, good or bad, on June 12th. So thank you, Carter. I appreciate that because you're right. This is something mean, people are caring because they they feel an attachment to this team and they feel like this is the season. This is the season for the Padres. And uh, again, we still have a long time to go, but at the same time, you want to see a little bit more sense of urgency. You want to see more stretches of winning rather than losing. Uh, from at Mr. Underscore Ben 1997, Matt Scraby, I couldn't agree more. This has been a rough patch, but we all know what our Padres can do. Personally, the goal would be to win tomorrow and sweep the Rocky series. Stay faithful, Padres fans. I appreciate Ben's uh, optimism here, and he's always optimistic. I appreciate Carter's optimism, too. Uh, I said it in the uh, the pregame show. This is this is fun, and I know I'm getting a little frustrated, and I know I'm have a negative tone right now. But it, it's fun to actually care about something because there have been some Padres years where no one cared about the Padres on June 12th, including their own fans. So it's better to care than to not care. All right. Uh, with that said, we're going to go to Jay Singler in just a second, but let's go through what happened today in the game. Let's listen back to the most exciting plays from today's game with our game highlights presented by Eco Water SoCal. What's in your water? Find out online at EcoWaterSoCal.com and schedule your free water test today. That's EcoWaterSoCal.com. Well, Marcus Stroman was locked in from the very start today and made it tough for the Padres to get much of anything going. Joe Musgrove pitched so well today once again, but he ne- he just made a couple mistakes in the first inning, and that was all the Mets needed. Bottom of the first, leadoff hitter Jonathan, Jonathan VR was hit by a pitch. Then the always dangerous Francisco Lindor stepped to the plate. Lindor waits and the first pitch to the Mets shortstop. Swung on, hit in the air, deep to right center. Grisham going back, looking up, going to go. A two-run homer for Francisco Lindor. And the Mets jump in front two to nothing as Lindor homers against Musgrove for the second time in a week. And honestly, I was thinking, all right, here we go. This is going to be a high scoring. This is going to be a back and forth game. After just eight pitches, the game was two to nothing in favor of the Mets. And then basically after that, both pitchers locked it down in the second and third inning. Joe Musgrove and Marcus Stroman struck out two batters each per inning. In the bottom of the fourth inning, Joe Musgrove struck out the side. Fifth inning went one, two, three on both sides. The top of the sixth inning saw Tommy Pham collect his third hit of the day and then his 11th stolen base, but they couldn't get anyone across home plate. Bottom of the sixth was more of the same. Score was still 2 nothing after after six. These, this is where it got interesting for Padres fans because Fernando Tatis Jr., who was 0 for 2 on the night with two strikeouts to this point, stepped in the box and did this. Tatis hit in the air, deep to left field. Absolutely smashed. It's going to go into the third deck at City Field in New York. Number 18 for Fernando. Tied again for the National League lead. And the Padres are on the board. 3-1 to one Mets here in the seventh. 
That was a deep home run for Fernando Tatis Jr. Last night, Jake Cronenworth hit the home run in the seventh inning. So there's something about the seventh at City Field that the Padres love. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit that out, the exit velocity, 109.4. It actually wasn't the hardest hit ball of the day. That goes to Eric Cosmer at some point, 112.4. But uh, he hit it 408 feet for the home run. That got the Padres on the board. Uh, Will Myers walked Chase Marcus Stroman from the game after pitching a pretty great game. He went six and a third, giving up uh, only six hits, one earned run, one walk, and struck out eight on 85 pitches, 57 for strikes. Aaron Loop was the new pitcher, and he got out of the seventh no problem by retiring Cronenworth and Caratini. Bottom of the seventh started with Musgrove pitching to Kevin Pillar, which resulted in a pop-out. And that would be it for Musgrove. No, no, Joe went six and a third, giving up four hits, three earned runs, walked one, and struck out seven on 84 pitches, 61 strikes. So another incredibly strong start for Joe Musgrove and another loss for Joe Musgrove. Tim Hill relieved Musgrove and struck out two of the three batters he faced to get through the bottom of the seventh. Mets reliever Seth Lugo came in the game and replaced Aaron Loop. And let's just say it was as close as one, two, three as you can get a two out. Uh, Two-out walk to Trent Grisham brought Manny Machado to the plate, and Manny Machado struck out, so that ended that threat for the Padres. Pierce Johnson was pitching for the Padres, and the leadoff batter for the Mets in the bottom of the eighth came to the plate. That is Jonathan VR, and Jonathan VR was Jonathan Vigon. In modern times, this one is ripped in the air, deep down the right field line. Will it stay fair? It will. Upper tank for Jonathan VR. A solo home run, and just like that, the lead, 4-1 to one Mets here in the 8th. And that solo shot was all they could get in the bottom of the 8th, but it didn't matter. The Mets were in full control this game. They sent their closer, Edwin Diaz, on to the, uh, to, to the rubber to get his 12th save of the season. First pitch to Will, swung on, grounded off the glove of Diaz, deflects to Lindor. His throw to first is in time, and that is the ball game. Mets take game two of this series by a final of 4-1. to one. Joe Musgrove, very good, worked into the seventh inning, but Marcus Stroman a little bit better. Marcus Stroman was just a little bit better, and uh, I feel bad for Joe Musgrove because he's pitched some great games this year, and he just has not been supported like some like I mean some of the other pitchers around baseball have great run run support games and all they always get run support but Joe Musgrove for whatever reason is on the bad side of these losses a lot he is four and six on the season the uh, Padres lose the game four to one Marcus Stroman moves to six and four on the season with the win as I said Joe Musgrove is four and six Edwin Diaz gets his 12th save the Mets scored four runs on five hits uh, and had no errors the Padres actually got six hits out there, but they only scored one run, and that was Fernando Tatis Jr.'s solo home run in the seventh, and they also didn't have any errors. And runners in scoring position today on both sides were very few opportunities. The Mets were 0 for 1, and the Padres were 0 for 2. So I, there wasn't many opportunities to hit with runners in scoring position because no one was really getting on base, but you got to at least convert if you are the Padres one time. I mean, we talked about going into the game. We're going to be talking about it all year. Padres hitting with runners in scoring position is not their forte as for per right now. It's not their forte right now. And uh, some of the guys, like Tommy Pham had three hits in the game. He's he's your leadoff hitter right now. He's three for four on the day. Struck out once, but I, I mean, we've said it a million times before. Where would this team be without... 
insert player here. Well, where at this point in time would this team be without Tommy Pham? And I think that's a lot more losses because Tommy Pham has turned it around at the plate. He may not be getting the big, magnificent-looking home runs and four RBI days, but he's doing what he his, – his job is to get on base, and that's exactly what he is doing. Uh, I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. We're going to check in with Jace Tingler in one second. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. But I did want to take this call real quick before we do that. Tom in San Diego. Tom, you are on the post-game show. What's on your mind? Oh, hey, good afternoon, Matt. Hello. I'm sorry. Uh... I just I just had a quick comment. Sure. Um of course I'm disappointed, you know, with the result today. Um and uh but what really stood out to me from watching the game was just how bad the home plate umpire was. And that might sound like whining and that's fine if it is, but I just don't think we need the human beings back there anymore calling balls and strikes. I'm not saying to eliminate the home plate umpire. They have other things to do. But this guy made so many poor calls, and sure, some went our way. You know, we had a couple breaks. They had a couple breaks, whatever. But I just don't understand how you can call a ball that's two inches outside a strike. So, I, I get your frustration, Tom. I do. I do. But I don't think that the, the – and I don't think that you're complaining either, as you said, because – I mean, this has been a topic of conversation all year long on talk shows across the country is refer or referees, umpires and how they're, they're not doing the best behind home plate. They're making stupid calls. They're reversing replays when it clearly isn't out and then they call someone safe. This has been a problem all season long. But as anybody uh, we talk about on the show and I get a lot of tweets about this as well about the umpires in the end, it's all going to even out in my mind. There's no, I don't have a scientific way to prove that. I guess I could count, but I'm not going to. But in the end, it's all going to even out. And and it seems like that when you're losing, it seems like that is the thing. Is like that is why, that is why you're losing is because the umpires are making bad calls against the Padres. But when you're winning, the calls go the other way, and you don't really notice the bad calls. So it ha- I think it has all to do with the mood that you're in when you're watching the game. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I, I mean, I think the reason we're not winning is because we're not hitting. But, yes. Uh, I think it makes it a heck of a lot more difficult when the ump makes a egregiously bad call and then you end up down in a hole 
and you're swinging at garbage because you're trying to save your at bat. I so. completely agree with that. It does change the the course of at bats, and it does change uh, how a pitcher is going to pitch to a batter. Um, but but let me bring up this as an example. Tommy Pham struck out late in the game on a pitch that was outside, but then Trent Grisham walked right after that because he got the same pitch called a ball. I mean, don't you think that's you give and you get right there? I think that both of them should have been balls. Like <laughs> you're the, right, you're right. They should have. Neither one was a strike. No, I understand you know? that. I understand that. I'm I, I'm trying so, to the, trying to diagnose this issue right here. Yeah, I just think that it's it's unnecessary to have. Hey, I umpired as a kid. It was tough back there. You know, for sure. I, I didn't even like being back there. But <laughs> me uh, neither. Yeah, and uh, I just preferred to work the bases. Um, but. Um, but I'm going to let you go. But I just you, wanted Tom. to say that that was my biggest takeaway was I just thought that umpire was terrible today. Thank you for the phone call, Tom, here on the Padres postgame show. And I am I appreciate your, your opinion and I appreciate your point of view because you're speaking for a lot of people out there who are thinking the same thing. You just said you just were the one who vocalized it here on the Padres postgame show. So you're not wrong in any stretch of the imagination. All right, we are going to go to Jace Tingler in one second. I'm just going to read this tweet from Sean. Uh, they're saying, just needs to do damage early, the Padres, and get some runs in, and everyone needs to do it, not just some players. Everybody on the team needs to chip in and get some runs in and get the damage done early for tomorrow. I agree with you 100%, Sean. What did Jace Tingler have to say after the game, the manager of the Padres? Does he have any answers? Well, let's find out right now in his post-game press conference. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from the manager, Jace Tingler. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Yeah, we got to, uh, obviously, we're, we're, we're scuffing at the plate. We're still pitching it well, and I like the way we're playing defense and, and, and running the bases. Uh, uh, right now, we we got to weather this storm Um you know, offensively, and uh, it's it's not easy. Um, we got to keep battling. Um, we got to weather this, and uh, it's going to turn. You know, we, we, we've we've got to have you know more consistent uh, at bats. And you know, right now, I know um, you know everybody's frustrated. Um, you know, so we got to embrace the struggles that this game brings, um, and uh, find a way to you know get through, get some more guys on and get them in. Uh, but right now it's, uh, uh, we're, we're frustrated, no doubt. Joe Musgrove, what did you think of him, especially since he doesn't get a lot of run support, his margin of error is so slim. How'd you think he did? Yeah, I thought after the the second batter, the, the game, um, you know, he, he was great. He gave us exactly what we needed. And, you know, you almost have to give credit to Villar. Uh, uh, got him down 0-2, fought off some pitches, and then he ended up getting hit by the pitch. And then, you know, Lindor didn't wait around and and was able to to get the ball, um, you know, out of the ballpark. And then after that, I thought Joe found his rhythm and found his groove and and really just started to cruise. Honestly, nice night for Tommy Pham. Are you seeing him just kind of continue with what he's been able to do over the last month? Yeah, it was really good, you know, with Tommy. Uh, he beat the shift twice, first two times up, and and then uh, smoked the ball into center, you know, the third AB. And, 
you know, I thought he had, yeah, he had great at bats, you know, all through the, uh, the day to day. And, you know, we just need, uh, you know, a couple more of those, uh, you know, stacked up throughout the lineup and, um, you know, hopefully this thing will got to get it turned. Jace, can you talk about the decision to bring Trent here today and, and when did he arrive? Yeah. Um, you know, so last night we knew he'd been feeling feeling well, feeling good. Um, he had some ABs last night. We were in a situation where I can't remember if it was the sixth or seventh inning, somewhere in there, a uh, chance to get him out and get him on a flight. And and uh, that that was kind of the plan uh, to move it up a little bit uh, in return. Um, you know, he's not going to play tomorrow. Um, you know, for the, for the day game. So we bumped that up with the idea of getting in. He got in uh, this morning and then obviously had to go through all the intake screening and all that. But health-wise with the foot, um, it was a good day. He did catch a flight last night or it wasn't until this morning? This morning. Okay. You are getting a lot of production out of no matter who hits in that that leadoff spot. It's it's kind of incredible. Uh, you, you said you got a lot of leadoff hitters. You just need to get more uh, from those guys when they're hitting other spots? Yeah, you know, it's, it's you know, we're our best version of the offense when we got three or four guys kind of clicking at a night and, you know, those guys individually, you know, you're, you're looking for two to three quality at bats. And, you know, right now, just uh, as a group and whole, um, you know, we're, we're, we're scuffling a bit and, and uh, you know, these are the challenges. These are the challenges in the season. Nothing's going to get easy. Nothing's going to be easy. And uh, we, we've got to embrace those and, and, and find a way to fight through and, and grind through. We got to get this thing turned. Jace, your offense obviously produced really well last season, but uh, as you just alluded to, that kind of uh, that was only a third of the league last season you were facing. Obviously, pitching stuff around the league this year. What gives you confidence that you're going to get back to that level eventually? Um, I think you know the the main thing is the talent in the group and 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 the way they work. Uh, you know the, the the way they prepare. I know it's uh, you know you look up over the last you know couple games last week and it's it, it's frustrating, but. Uh, uh, I do know that, uh, you know, right now uh, we, we've got to weather the storm we're in. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the the good thing about baseball, you get an opportunity tomorrow and, and uh, you know, we, we've got to start stringing some ABs together. And, and uh, once we get a guy or two, you know, starting to, to get it going, um, you know, it's going to be contagious and we're going to get it turned. Well, when it's keeping Fernando in the you know, number four spot with Christian Beck? Um, just the idea, um, uh, of having, you know, fam and Grish, um, you know, usually two of our better on base guys and the idea of, of, uh, getting some traffic on for Manny and Tatis there was kind of the thinking. That was Jace Tingler with the media post game after a four to one Padres loss to the Mets at City Field in New York. Uh, and right now we have our guy on the line, Coach John Katera. He is joining us right here on 97.3, the Fan Padres post game show. Coach, from, from where you're sitting, I, I said I didn't want to panic when I started the post game show, and I'm not panicking at all. I just want to see a little bit more urgency out of the Padres, and I just don't see that right now. Well, I think, uh, Matt, uh, whenever you're going against top quality pitch and you're not scoring runs, uh, it makes the team look, uh, lethargic, uh, uninteresting, and uh, it, it's tough. I mean, it gets two outstanding pitchers. But, you know, if you want to get to where you want to go, you got to be able to beat these guys. And right now I think the Padres 
uh, or scuffling number one. I also think they're developing a reputation that they can't beat some of the better pitchers right now uh, in the National League. I mean, they saw DeGrom last night. He was absolutely fantastic. I'm not sure too many teams are going to hit him on a given day. And Marcus Stroman doing a great job throwing that sinker today. So, you know, they ran into some tough pitching, but, you know, everything gets magnified. I mean, Musgrove threw a good ball game today. If I'm Joe, I'm ticked off at my ball club because they're not scoring runs for me. Here's a guy that's ERA is well under uh, three on the year going into the ball game, and, you know, he got a losing record right now. And, uh, you know, if I'm Joe, I'm pretty upset right now. And uh, if I'm the Padre pitching staff, these guys are doing a pretty good job right now. I mean, uh, even you go back to last night, Blake Stell had his struggles, but Again, the Padres struggled last night and looked like they might get back in that game last night in the seventh or eighth inning. It didn't happen. And, you know, I think uh, one of the things, and, and I know this new age of baseball, uh, they like to move guys around depending on what the numbers tell them. I'll tell you right now, I think the Padres need to go with a set lineup. And I, I'm, if I'm managing this ball club, I got Tatis leading off tomorrow afternoon in New York against uh, – uh, Joey Lucas, and I'm hitting Manny Machado, too, and then you can figure out who's hitting behind those guys. But I'm going to get those two guys up as many times every game as I possibly can right now. Yeah, I mean, you need to get your best players on base early in the game and try to score early. Trent Grisham returned from injury today after being out since May 21st. Uh, he came off of a um, an IL rehab assignment yesterday with the El Paso Chihuahuas, but um, where would you, I, I heard you and Braden talking about this uh, on hold when before we, we came on the air right now. Where would you have hit Trent Grisham today? Because he hit behind Tommy Pham at number two, then they moved down Jake Cronenworth at number seven. Would you have kept maybe Jake at second in the lineup and move Grisham to seventh? Where would you have hit him? Well, you know, again, I, I want to get my two best hitters up uh, early in the ball game, and you know, if I can get that extra at bat uh, for Fernando or maybe a, a second bat for Manny uh, hitting in the one and two spot, I'd have left Cronenworth where he's at. I mean, he's the one that uh, hit the home run last night. And I know he scuffled a little bit, but you know what? Uh, he produced last night. I'd, I'd kept him uh, right in that spot. I would have probably hit uh, Tommy Pham today. I'd have probably hit Tommy Pham fifth, and I'd have probably hit Trent Grisham either uh, sixth or seventh, probably seventh. I'd like to see him just kind of uh, get his legs underneath him and get back feeling good. I mean, he only played two games uh, uh, for uh, El Paso and Oklahoma City and then had to fly overnight. And You know, I, I don't know if he's ready to timing-wise to be right back at the top of the lineup. But, again, Jason's going to run the ball club the way he sees fit. But I, I would like to see a little bit more of a set lineup. I think it may uh, – uh, create a little less uneasiness with the ball players right now. They kind of know their role a little bit better from one day to the next. Uh, you know, some guys, Matt, are able to adjust to hitting different spots in the lineup. There's other guys that, uh, you know, like a Manny. Manny likes hitting number two. Okay, Tatis, I'm not sure where he likes. I just know he produces wherever he's at. But I'd kind of like to have him in that number one spot. It's not a bad thing uh, whether you're uh, on the road or at home. You know, after the first batter, you're leading one nothing, And, you know, he's got that capability. So, you know, right now the Padres are scuffling. Um, and, you know, over 162 games, that's going to happen. There's no reason to panic yet. Uh, again, going into last night, 23 of the next 29 ball games the Padres play, going into last night's game, they're going to be playing teams with under 500 records. Okay, what does that say? Well, you got to beat those teams. You got to try to play 500 against the teams that are better than 500. And at the end of the year, you want to be cooking. You want to be ready to go when you get into the playoffs. 
Oh, I like that. I like that, Coach. Uh, we had a tweet earlier today. Someone sent me a tweet saying that they, they need to replace Hosmer and Will Myers in the lineup. And my my thought was, no, you shouldn't replace Hosmer and Will Myers because really, who else do you've got that can replace them? But Eric Hosmer, he, he is struggling. And he was the guy who was hitting with runners in scoring position earlier in the year. But so far in June, he's hitting 105 and he only has one extra base hit. So I don't know how you get Eric Hosmer going, but you have to get him going somehow. Well, there's no question about it. And I think the best way to do that is just uh, you got to keep running him out there. Eric Hosmer's a proven player. I mean, he didn't, he didn't get old over the last month, okay? Uh, he got off to a hot start. We've seen this from him before where he gets hot, then he cools off, then he gets hot again, and he'll go into a, a pretty good uh, uh, stretch where he's producing. Right now he's scuffling a little bit. Uh, as far as Will Myers, I still believe in Will Myers. I mean, I know it's frustrating. Uh, you know, I, I thought last night you got that one hit the, the other way last night when they mm-hmm. were playing the shift, and, you know, he was able to hit it through the open hole. Uh, Will's going to come out of this. Will's a, a good hitter. Right now, you know, he's been in and out of the lineup. You know, he had that knee, and that knee is completely healed, I do believe. I think he probably still gets treatment on it a little bit. But at the end of the day, he uh, he's going to get hot. And when you have your legs underneath you, you're going to be able to swing the bat, and you're going to be able to hit with some power. So, you know, again, it's, you know, feast or famine. Guys get hot, they get cold, and you just got to kind of stick with them. This is our team. We've got a good baseball team here in San Diego, but we're struggling right now. Yeah, yeah that's it. That's it. I mean, look, they just came off of a 9-0 and home win streak, and – and then, you know, now they're on the other side of that, which is what happens in baseball. Um, real quick, before we let you go, Coach, I know that you're up having a barbecue right now in North uh-huh. County, uh, so appreciate you joining us. But Chris Paddock on the mound tomorrow for the Padres, taking on his old friend Joey Lucchese. Uh Chris Paddock is coming off of a, a decent start last Sunday, so uh, what do you expect from him tomorrow? Well, I expect him to attack these hitters. Don't go in there and nibble. Go right at these guys. This is not a great lineup, okay? There's a couple of guys in this lineup that can hurt you. I mean, uh, Lindor can hurt you. Obviously, we saw that today. Alonzo can hurt. And uh, I, McCann occasionally will hit the long ball. Uh, but, you know, for the most part, and Dominic Smith is not having a good year, but he's a dangerous hitter as well. But this is a not a great lineup. The Mets are running out there as far as uh, an offensive lineup. They're they're more of a pitching and defense ball club. Paddock just need to go out there, pound the zone, give the Padres five or six. You got plenty of guys in the bullpen rested. Hey, get the last game of the series. Go into Colorado and go to work on the Rockies. And I might uh, warn everyone: the Rockies have an awful record, okay? But the Rockies also have a winning record at Coors Field. I think they're about six games over five hundred. So those three games are not going to be layups. They will not be layups at all. Uh, I, I agree with you right there, Coach. All right, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the Padres Post Game Show. Hope you enjoy the rest of your barbecue. All righty, uh, we're getting that thing fired up uh, a little bit. I'm going to have all the grandkids here, and uh, I wish we were celebrating a Padre victory, but uh, hopefully tomorrow afternoon, uh, uh, early ball game, hopefully we'll have a, a great Sunday afternoon celebrating a Padre victory. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us, Coach, here on 97.3 The Fan. You can listen to the Coach John Quintero weekdays at uh, noon, from noon to 3 on 97.3 The Fan. Him and Braden Soprenitz take the airwaves during that time. We're going to head to a break real quick. We're going to reset. I'm going to try to figure out what we uh, have as in clubhouse sound. We also have one caller on the line, so stay right there. Try to get to you in a little bit. If you want to tweet me at Matt Scraby, M A T T S K R A B 
as in boy Y, if you want to tell me how you're feeling about today's game. Uh, if you're worried, you can tweet me. If you're not worried, you could tweet me. If you're indifferent, you could tweet me. Just tweet me is what I'm basically asking you to do. So Padres lose to the Mets four to one here on Saturday. Marcus Stroman gets the win six and four. Joe Musgrove gets the loss four and six on the season. Edwin Diaz gets his twelfth save of the year. When we get back, we'll see if we have any player sound, and we will also be talking to you on the phone lines. I'm Matt Scraby. This is the Padres post game show on ninety seven three The Fan. What was the turning point in today's game? Let's take a listen to the bold play of the game. Presented by Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. Bold. Public. Packed with lemonade flavor. Door waits and the first pitch to the Mets. Shortstop swung on hit in the air deep to right center. Grisham going back. Looking up. Gonna go. A two-run homer for Francisco Lindor. And the Mets jump in front two to nothing as Lindor homers against Musgrove for the second time in a week. Yep. Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show, 97.3 The Fan. And that was, uh, it's kind of strange to have a play of the game be the eighth pitch of the game, which that's exactly what it was. Jonathan VR got on base due to a hit by pitch. And then Francisco Lindor hit that home run. It was 2 nothing, And the Mets never, ever, ever looked back. So that was our play of the game. We're going to hear from Joe Musgrove in just a few seconds. But let's go to Mike in La Mesa. He uh, wanted to call in and talk about today's game. What's up, Mike? Yeah, well, I don't really want to talk about today's game. <laughs> okay, that uh, was, yeah, that's you know that's water over the dam. The only thing I want to talk about is why they're having their problems. Okay, and it's real obvious. It's obvious that every pitcher in the league knows how to pitch to them. The Padres take a pitch, and when they do, they get behind, and then what the pitcher pitcher will not give them a pitch to hit for the rest of the at bat. So they got to get up and start hunting that first pitch because it's going to be the best pitch they get. And as far as Tatis, in the last 15 games, this guy struck out 43% of the time. And he's striking. What's happening is if the count goes deep, they're not going to throw the kid a strike. So you can't, you know, the only way you can hit is if you get good pitches to hit. And the fact is they're not getting good pitches to hit because because they're behind in the count. And then the pitcher, every pitcher I watch is the same thing. It's like a clone. I, I saw Myers yesterday against uh, the, the guy for the Mets. What's, I don't even care what his DeGrom? name is. Whatever. Okay, because DeGrom, <laughs> there's about 40 DeGroms out there. I don't know about and, that. And Well, to me there is because all, the guy doesn't throw strikes. He does not throw a strike. That's why they can't hit him. Myers got up, and he threw him two sliders. He struck up, he, he swung up both of them. They're, they were so far outside he couldn't hit them. Then he, kept, he runs the count to, to three and two, which means that he's just had five balls in a row, all sliders. And so the, then he comes back with uh, the three-two pitch. What does he throw him? Another slider outside, and Will swings at it. So these guys got to realize that the league knows that these guys want to hit. When you're in a slump, you want to hit. You want to swing the bat. The problem is they're swinging the bat at the wrong time. You got to swing the bat early and then put it on your shoulder until they start throwing you strikes. But the Padres are uh, they're see the ball, hit the ball is what they are. And uh, that uh, when I played, uh, I always had a zone. 
that I worked in. And if it was re- generally if it was off speed, I just laid off of it. And I know the slider is a killer. It's a, a really, really tough pitch to hit. So they're going to have to recalibrate what, what they're willing to hit because that slider's killing them because they're not getting a pitch to hit. If they, they got to realize that not getting a pitch to hit is not going to help them out. All right. Uh, thank you, Mike, for the phone call. We uh, have to take some other phone calls. But I, I, I hear what you're saying, Mike. I do. I, I'm in the early in the year, they were waiting. They were being patient at the plate. They were taking pitches. They were seeing what they were going to give them. I do agree with that, that they have to be a little bit more aggressive early in the count. But at the same time, I can't agree with the the, the uh, DeGrom comparison because no one in baseball can hit DeGrom. So I have to go by what is happening in Major League Baseball when he does pitch. And that slider, they were talking about it last night. They were talking about it last weekend. Tony said... Uh, Tony Gwynn Jr. is on the radio broadcast, and he said one of his pitches was just plain disgusting because it was so, it was so nasty in how much it broke over the plate. It was 95 miles an hour. It looks like a fastball, and then all of a sudden just dives right out of the zone. So I got to go with what the guys are doing on the field. And if no one can hit Jacob DeGrom, then I can't hold the Padres accountable for that. But I do agree with you that they may need to change their approach at the plate, and I do agree that they have to start swinging at pitches earlier in at-bats because you're right. There, when they get down in the uh, the count and it's a it's a pitcher friendly count, you could almost say good night to the Padres hitters because it's just the pitchers know exactly what's what they need to do to punch them out, to get them out, or do whatever they need to do to get the um, to get out of the inning. So, I appreciate the phone call, Mike. We will get to your phone call, Kevin, in just a second, but we do need to go and hear from Joe Musgrove. He talked to the media after the game, and here is what he's told them. Let's take you inside the clubhouse and find out what the Padres have to say after today's game on the Padres Radio Network. No, I mean, it's always hard to to go out and face the same team back-to-back, and it's kind of strange the way the schedule's set up. we got a lot of this this year. It's series in Chicago, Mets at home. Chicago at home, Mets on the road. It's just like you're seeing a lot of the same teams in back-to-back starts, which is never easy, but um, you try to go out there and, and trust your stuff and for the most part, I usually go out there with the same game plan, and until they show me that I need to make a change, um, I try to execute the same stuff. And today, I didn't feel like um, like I had a very consistent feel for anything early on. I feel like in some of those middle innings, um, I found it a little bit more we away from. I felt like early on, I was throwing some good breaking balls, and um, you know they're battling, they're staying on them a lot better than they did the first time around. So that kind of just tells me that they might have switched up their game plan and that they're you know looking for off speed. So in those middle innings, we started going a lot more fastball heavy and using the sinker a little bit. Um, had a little bit more success throughout, but I mean, really from start to finish, I don't feel like I ever had like a good consistent feel of a delivery. Um, just kind of went out there and battled and did everything I could to, to try to keep us in the game. Is that just uh, – did you feel that way at all during the week or your bullpens are, are coming into the game with the warm-ups, or is that just a feel thing on the mound? No, I mean, I actually felt really good this week. Um, we had seven days between, which is a little bit more – a little bit longer than I would like to have. Um, but leading up, I mean, I, I felt really good. I had a good bullpen this week. My catch felt really good, and then sometimes it's just game day and doesn't show up, you know. Um, so I, I, I never try to, you know, put invest too much into my bullpens before the game, but – I don't know that I executed a single pitch down there. Um, So I went into the game feeling a little bit, you know, unsure of how my stuff was going to play, but uh, tried to have the same confidence and just attack the zone. 
Yeah. I mean, that being said with, with what, how you felt, you still had a, a nice start. Is there anything to like, I know like you love your offense, but you don't, you don't get a lot of run support. Does that come into your mind mentally at all? Just your margin of error being very slim during these. Semesters? No, no. I mean, you look at the, the game today. I mean, not to discredit what Stroman did. I thought he threw the ball well, but we hit the ball hard a lot, you know, and we hit it right at guys or they made some great plays and, and picked him up. So that very easily could have been a three to three game, or we could have easily taken the lead there if, if a few plays go our way. So um, I think it's more so not looking at the offense and, and telling yourself, yeah, I don't get run support. So I gotta, I gotta go out and do something extra today, but it's more so going out there and, you know, when your team's on a little bit of a skid and wanting to put a good performance together and wanting to be the one to pull the team out of the hole, um, you know, that can pop into your mind. So those are things that I'm all aware of. And, you know, I've, I've fallen victim to, to playing into that before in the past for the, for the lack of run support um, and for, you know, the moment, the momentum of the team trying to make those changes. But um, I feel like I've, you know, I've been able to recognize that this year and, and stop myself from going down that road. And, um, you know, ultimately you go out there and it doesn't matter if your team scores or runs or not, if you give up, you know, the house, it doesn't matter what, you know, what they do. So I know I got to go out there and just focus on, what I got to do, and that's, you know, ultimately what makes a good team. Everyone goes out and does their job the best they can, and, you know, we usually end up with a W. Which Padre went deep tonight? Let's take a look at the Padres home run tally. Brought to you by the Gomez firm on the Padres radio network. Deese is hit in the air, deep to left field. Absolutely smashed. It's going to go into the third deck at City Field in New York. Number 18 for Fernando, tied again for the National League lead, and the Padres are on the board. 3-1 to one Mets here in the seventh, and wow. And wow is right. That is the 65th home run hit by the Padres this season as a team, and that is good enough for uh, 20, tied for 21st in Major League Baseball. So that is not very good. They have to pick that up somehow. They have to uh, try to hit some more home runs, but 65 is what the home run tally is. All right, uh, we're going to talk with Kevin on the other side of the break. Thanks to Joe Musgrove for stopping by with the media. Hope you enjoyed some of the things. I always like hearing from Joe Musgrove because I always learn something from Joe Musgrove. He always says something that sticks with me, and he is a very, very knowledgeable guy uh, about pitching, and he's very he has a great way of explaining it to be very, um, in layman's terms, I can even understand it, which is pretty good if I can understand it. So thanks to Joe Musgrove for sitting down with the media. The Padres lose today to the Mets 4-1. to one. They've lost 10 of their last 13. It's not good, but they can turn it around tomorrow. They still have one more with the Mets, and then they head to Coors Field and take on the Colorado Rockies. They're 37-29 and 29 on the year. Marcus Stroman gets the win, 6-4. and four. Joe Musgrove takes the loss, 4-6, and six, and Edwin Diaz gets his 12th save of the year. So when we get back, we're going to take your call, Kevin. Uh, if you have any tweets for me, at Matt Scraby. But other than that, we'll take uh, we'll, we'll figure out who the player of the game is. Actually, we already did that. We'll go through the out-of-town scoreboard. We did not do the player of the game. We'll do all that next. I'm going to figure out what the heck is going on in this break. So uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. This is Matt Scraby. This is the Padres Post Game Show on 97.3 The Fan. Microband 24 protects against Staphylococcus aureus and Enterobacter aerogenes bacteria, but does not provide 24-hour protection against viruses. Every time you touch a surface, you leave behind bacteria. Use Microband 24 sanitizing spray to keep surfaces sanitized all day. Spray on hard surfaces to kill 99.9% of bacteria and viruses initially, including the virus that causes COVID-19. 
Microban 24 keeps killing bacteria for 24 hours, touch after touch. When used as directed, Microban 24, touch after touch, it doesn't give up. This is Ted Leitner from my friends at Sonic. You've eaten Sonic? Of course you have. But have you had it lately? If not, you haven't had the popcorn chicken po' boy, a Cajun classic. And have the cheesecake dessert, cheesecake blast, and the strawberry cheesecake blast, and the bursting bubble drinks and slushes. Use that app. It'll be waiting for you. You're number one in line at the drive through the car hop service. And you want delivery, Uber Eats, Grubhub, DoorDash, all the delivery services. At the eight Sonics around San Diego, you know, Sonic, America's drive-in. Tony Gwynn Jr. here for HES Solar. Listen, I talk about it all the time, and I know people are listening. Saving money has never been easier. Why not use something like the sun to power your home and save money at the same time? Start your savings this summer with a solar panel system from Sun Power by HES Solar. Baseball season is here, and baseball season means summer to me, and that means it's going to get hot. Go to HESSolar.com and check out how you can get $1,000 off HESSolar.com. Hey, guys, Woodsy here. I'm with Bonnie from Primus Family Law. Bonnie, custody can be an issue in divorce. Give me your thoughts about custody of children. Primus Family Law Group focuses on the family, on the children, because they are the innocents in what goes on. Two people can decide not to get along and decide to break up, but they have to focus on the children. And what we try to do at Primus is make sure you're always kid-centric family-oriented, trying to do the best for your children. Thanks, Bonnie. For more info, go to PrimusFamilyLaw.com. This is the perfect time to get your home outdoor chores done. It's time to get outside, enjoy the fresh air, and tackle all those do-it-yourself projects that you've been thinking about all winter long. Poly Equipment is your source for all your outdoor equipment needs. Their full lineup of Kubota tractors, mowers, and construction equipment are sure to help with any job. Don't forget about the full line of rental equipment, as well as a huge inventory of tractor attachments. What are you waiting for? Get your Kubota now. For sales or rental, please visit polyequipment.net or any Poly Equipment location, your local elite Kubota dealer. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's take a look at the player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. San Diego's favorite casino and dining. Deces hit in the air. Deep to left field. Absolutely smashed. It's going to go into the third deck at City Field in New York. Number 18 for Fernando. Tied again for the National League lead. And the Padres are on the board. 3-1 to one Mets here in the 7th. Wow. Well, we just wanted to play that for you because it's always fun to hear a Fernando Tatis Jr. home run, and that was the he, he is the player of the game because he was the only run for the the uh, Padres today. I was going to give it to Joe Musgrove, but I guess he took the loss, so it's hard to give uh, someone the player of the game when he takes a loss. But uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is now up to 18 home runs on the season. Vlad Jr. of the Toronto Blue Jays of Buffalo is at 20 home runs for the season. And Ronald Acuna Jr. is tied with Fernando Tatis Jr. with 18 home runs on the season as well. All right, before we go to the out-of-town scoreboard, let's take Kevin in Chula Vista, see what he has to say. Kevin, uh, you're on the Padres postgame show with Matt Scraby. How you doing? Hey, Matt. How you doing, bud? Good, good. What's on your mind? All right. Listen, uh, last caller, Mike, uh, caller of the week, definitely. Uh, I think he hits the nails right on the head. Uh, there's too many Padres that seem not to know what the strike zone is. And there needs to be some fast corrections on that because if Mike can see it, we can see it. Contreras has, has been talking about this all season long. I don't know why Padre coaches can't seem to see this. So there, therein lies your problem. 
Second problem uh, is their record, as we've been talking about, against the top teams in the league. They're now, what, 13 and 21, 13 and 22, somewhere in there. These are teams, Matt, that they've got to jump over. And it, they can go in and in the next six games and have easy games. It still doesn't change cumulatively how they have messed up and failed against the top teams in the league. And if they have any aspiration in September and October, they're going to see Jacob DeGrom again. They're going to see these top pitchers again. And if they can't demonstrate now that they can compete with these guys, which they haven't, then they're not worthy of, of the playoffs and they're not going to make it. You've got a lot of guys making a lot of money on this team. And frankly, they're not producing. And they have been really uh, a disappointment. You know who they are. I know who they are. And so, yes, it is getting close time to push the button. I don't know exactly what can be done because they're locked into so many contracts and who can who can go and who can stay. I mean, they've got some real headaches on their hands if they don't change their methodologies and their approach at the plate. They're, they're playing with the definition of insanity every day uh, at, on the offensive side. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result? Absolutely. And you know this. We see it. Everybody sees it, except the Padre hitters and the Padre coaching staff. And this is on them. And until they have a change of approach, I mean, if, if I'm Jay Stingler, I hold these guys after the game, and I say, you know what, boys? Get your fannies back on the field. We're going to do some practice, some situational hitting. He's got to start getting their attention. Because right now, when you've got Fernando striking out nearly 50% of the time, swinging at pitches so far to the strike zone, what, what in the world are they looking at? Do they not understand what a pitcher is going to do under certain ball and strike situations? Do they not understand situational hitting? This is the type of thing, Matt, that, that you, they don't get asked at the press conferences. I mean, the stupid, the stupid questions that I hear coming from the, the, the media in this town. I mean, Jace needs to start answering some pretty heavy duty questions about what he is going to he's on the hot seat now this is a trend and the trend that they're they're going with is not their friend all right appreciate the phone call kevin always a well thought out phone call uh i i agree with you that there i think to sum sum up everything you said there needs to be more urgency within the team i agree with that i don't agree with the fact that we're we're already looking for trades and we already have Jace Tingler on the hot seat. I think uh, we need to wait a little bit more on that, and I don't think we should blow up the team just yet. But I, I do, I do think that there needs to be something different being done at the plate. And if Fernando striking out, I can't really get angry at because as much as he strikes out, he still does great things on the other side. And a lot of players are striking out in baseball. So I can't get, I can't get too mad about him striking out. I would much rather him strike out twice a game and have a home run and a double, uh, nightly than, than having, you know, just a feast or famine. Whether or not he's going to, um, whether or not he's going to be hitting, uh, Lost my train of thought right there. That was I was I was on a roll. I was on a roll. But I do agree that they need to change up a little bit of the philosophy at the plate. And I know that their philosophy is going to be taking pitches. And so maybe they're going to adjust that a little bit. Uh, but thank you for the phone call, Kevin. All right, so let's figure out what's going on around baseball. 
time to check the scores around the big leagues with the Out of Town Scoreboard. Brought to you by OGs, your headquarters for all games, with seven convenient locations in San Diego. All right, out there in the out-of-town scoreboard, the Yankees and the Phillies are in the bottom of the 10th inning. They're tied at 7, so no winner there. The uh, Giants and Nationals are playing the second of a doubleheader today. They are tied at 0, ending the second inning just now. The Cubs are at home at Wrigley, taking on the Cardinals. Bottom of the second, it's 2-1. to one. Middle of the third inning between the Astros and the Twins in Minnesota. That game is tied at 0. And we have some finals from earlier. The first game of the uh, doubleheader for the Giants and the Nationals went to the Nationals. They won the game 2 to nothing. Kevin Gosman actually took the loss today for the Giants, which doesn't happen often. It's actually his first loss of the year. So that is uh, something to keep an eye on there. The Royals went to Oakland, and they lost to the A's 11-2. to The Angels uh, played the Diamondbacks, and they actually won that game 8-7. to in Arizona, the Rockies and the Reds, they played earlier today. The Reds won 10 to 3 and the the Mariners beat uh the Mariners did not beat the Indians. The Indians took that game in 10 5 to 4 uh at in Cleveland. The Orioles and the Rays, the Rays won 5 to 4. They moved to 41 and 24 on the year. The Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 7 to 2 at Fenway. The White Sox crushed the, the Tigers in Detroit 15 to 2. The Marlins beat the Braves 4-2, and the Brewers took down the Pirates 7-4. There's only a couple games going on tonight, uh, and that is going to be the Rangers and the Dodgers up at Chavez Ravine. That starts at 10-10. So that is everything you need to know about the scores around baseball. Let's pause real quick for Station ID. This is Chris Paddock from the San Diego Padres. The 2021 Padres play 97.3 The Fan. An Odyssey station. All right, Matt Scraby here with you in the Home Loan Arranger studio, 97.3 The Fan. The Padres postgame show after a tough loss for the Padres, 4-1. to one. Marcus Stroman was good. He kept the Padres off the board outside of that Fernando Tatis home run. Uh, the uh, Joe Musgrove was just as good. He just was on the short end of the loss here. He moves to four and six on the season. Edwin Diaz picks up his twelfth save. We are in the home stretch of the post game show. We're going to preview what's going on tomorrow, and we're going to tell you who the relief pitcher of the game is. That's all coming up next here in about three minutes on your home for Padres baseball, ninety-seven three, the fan. Which pitcher came in and slammed the door shut? Let's find out who's the relief pitcher of the game in partnership with the San Diego Food Bank. Providing relief for tens of thousands of families affected by COVID-19. Become a donor or volunteer today at sandiegofoodbank.org. Matt Scraby here with you on the Padres postgame show. And our relief pitcher of the game today is going to be none other than Mr. Tim Hill. There was only two choices. So I uh, was going to give it to Pierce Johnson. He went a full inning. Tim Hill went two-thirds of an inning, but Tim Hill did not give up any runs, and he struck out two, so we're going to give it to Tim Hill. Okay, we are heading into the final segment here on the Padres postgame show on 97.3 The Fan. Padres lose to the Mets 4-1, but what we have tomorrow is it's going to be a different game because... 
Old friend Joey Lucchese is on the mound for the Mets in City Field, uh, or at Field. He is 1-4 on the season. He has a 5.79 ERA. Chris Paddock on the other side, he is taking on his old friend. He is 2-5 on the season with a 4.27 ERA. And it is a big game for the Padres. They cannot continue to lose series, and they cannot continue to get swept in series. I guess they're not continuing getting swept, but they cannot get swept in this series, and uh, that game starts tomorrow at 10.10 a.m. Pacific time, so it's going to be some breakfast baseball. I believe Ben Higgins is going to be on pre and post tomorrow at starting at 9.10 a.m., so make sure you listen for that. He is going to be helping out the crew, getting up early and uh, doing pre and post, but uh, Chris Paddock, he is coming off of a pretty good start. He has completed six innings and in three of his last four starts and he, he turned his season around after a rough start he also began to use his curveball to go along with his fastball and changeup. so he does have a three pitch mix say that 10 times fast uh now that he can use officially at the major league level joey lucchese his numbers have been ugly but he has a 1.46 era over his past three starts he threw a season high four and two-thirds innings the last time out against the padres but they're still hesitant, the Mets are. They still aren't letting him go through the lineup three times. So Joey Lucchese is uh, pitching better, but he's going to have to take on his former team, and uh, Chris Paddock is going to have to shut down the Mets and try to get the win for the Padres. Lots of pressure on Chris Paddock. I like this position that he's in. I like that he has to go out there, and I like that it's a pressure-packed game for him to try and get the win and uh, stall this uh, losing streak for the Padres. They've lost 10 out of their last 13 so I, I understand it, people. I understand it. But let's not give up on the team yet. Let's not blow up the team yet. Let's not do all the crazy things that we think we need to do right now because it's late. Or it's not late, but it, it's early. It's getting a little bit late in the early conversation, but it's still early. They still have over 90 games to go. So that is what's going to happen tomorrow. Chris Pack, Joey Lucchese, 10-10 a.m. first pitch here on 97.3 The Fan, 9-10 a.m. Pre-game show with Ben Higgins. So that is what's coming up the rest of the day. I hope everybody enjoys their nice afternoon. They uh, Padres baseball is over, so you can go outside. You can get some sun. It looks nice and sunny here from the Home Loan Arranger Studio. Uh, uh, 97.3 The Fan down here in Mission Valley area. So appreciate everybody look or listening tonight. Appreciate everybody uh, joining us on the pre- the post game show. I'm getting all mixed up. Appreciate everyone joining us on the post game show, calling in, tweeting us, and supporting us. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone for doing that. Final tallies: the Mets beat the Padres four to one. They had four runs on five hits with no errors. The Padres they had one run on six hits and no errors. They stranded, uh, they left five on base. They were 0 for 2 with, t- with runners in scoring position. The Mets were 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. They left three on base. Tatis, Fernando Tatis Jr. hit his 18th home run of the year, seventh off, or in the seventh inning off of Marcus Stroman. Francisco Lindor hit his sixth home run of the year. Jonathan VR hit another home run later in the game, eighth inning off of Pierce Johnson. So. Those were some of the uh, bigger plays in the game. It was a two-hour and 43-minute game. 25,463 people attended at City Field. Uh, and that's it. That's all for the Padres postgame show here on an unfortunate loss for the Padres. 4-1, to one, but they have tomorrow, and they have Chris Paddock on the mound taking on Joey Lucchese. If you have any final thoughts or you want to continue the conversation, you can at Matt Scraby. But until then, I will be back on Tuesday with Gwyneth Chris. 
And we will be back broadcasting Padres baseball tomorrow at 9, 10 a.m. Hopefully everybody has a great rest of their Saturday. Enjoy it. Stay out of trouble. Barbecue. Have all the fun you need. And be back in front of your radios tomorrow for the final game between the Mets and the Padres here on 97.3 The Fan. Thanks for joining us for today's game. For all the latest news on the Friars, stay tuned to your home of the San Diego Padres. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.